0: Hi. Welcome to 3Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. All right. So you are here and we are going to have a little Saturday morning detox with Revolved Triangle, trying to make uh, some friends with that pose that maybe is uh, a frenemy at this point. Um, But we're going to start simple. So go ahead and lie down, slip the body or constructive rest, whichever you prefer. uh, we're going to start with some preparation for the alignment principles involved in helping this pose work for you because it's a really nice pose uh, for a lot of reasons. Then we'll get really, really warm because that's helpful. Then we'll address the uh, specifics in that. Right, if, uh, if there's any point at which you need to rest your body, if you need to take a little like uh, off-ramp to child's pose or come back here, you are welcome to do that anytime. Start with steadying into a rhythm of breathing that feels good to you. Right? So non-specific how you do that. If you like ujjayi, cool. If you just want to watch your breath, or even like remember that you have breath. now's a good time. And that's going to be central to the practice, one, to keep our mind involved, but two, when we're talking about a cleansing practice, we're talking about a detox, quote, unquote, the most important thing we're going to do for that is breathe, right? At least for the context of a yoga cleanse, right? It's all about what we're exhaling, getting out, removing. As we move through postures, we'll help ourselves exhale more completely, which is really what Revolve Triangle, as we get to it, is about. It's a really deep twist that allows us uh, to really kind of ring out via some support for the exhale coming from deep within the body. So. One more breath here. Just feel what a full round of breath, what easy breath feels like. We want to like tap back into that as often as we can. And you'll bring your knees together, draw them in onto your chest. Get them as close to you as you can. And a little rock side to side with that. So knees really tightly in and you'll be rocking (laughs) You'll feel the the curve of the spine. If it's uncomfortable, you know what to do. You're like, uh, don't stress your spine out. You feel this curve and then start to move the knees away from you until your spine feels like it's more in its natural shape. When you get there, that's all you need to do. So I'm not going to be specific about the, uh, the frame of the legs. You feel in your spine that you're rocking across the center of your sacrum, right? that your low back... And mid-back, natural shape. You'll feel like your rib cage is heavier than your low back. That's just the, the structure of the spine, like the curves. Then take your arms out to the side with belly twisting pose, just like knee side to side, your own rhythm. Your frame of the legs is great. You could be in that really specific 90-degree angle. You don't have to be. What we want here, the focal point for now, is the sacrum being flat as you rock across it. So as you're moving, hip side to side, feels like a little massage for that area. And it's staying consistent as you're moving. And it's easiest to feel that in the sacrum because we're massaging across it. But bring your awareness then to your low back, right? It's in its natural shape too. It's a little bit of a curve in, So a little bit of what uh, we might call backbend there. Then bring your awareness to your thoracic spine, the spine that runs through your rib cage. There's a good chance the lower part of the thoracic spine feels like it's kind of moving a little up and down off the floor. Well, the upper thoracic is is really well grounded. That's what we're looking for. Becoming aware of where your spine is. Goal here. That's it. What's your spine doing? Because it's doing a lot of things. Check in too with your neck. If you're overarching there, if anything's uncomfortable, uh, play around with the alignment of your head. Not like figuratively, but literally. Make that uh, space of neck and head comfortable. Come back to center and pause. Then we're gonna take the knees over to the right. Same thing we just did, but leave them there. Just go ahead and let everything just be at the side. Then you're gonna straighten your left leg if you got room. If you don't have room to straighten the top leg, no big deal. But if you can, straighten your top leg and press the heel toward the sidewall like you were uh, just gonna push through it. And if you do actually have wall space near you, it's super cool to actually push your foot into the wall. Feels good. Uh, Then bring your awareness to your arms. Stretch them out wide if you can. If you have room to stretch the arms wide, do. Press your left shoulder blade down to the floor. Now, if it's, again, in your realm of possibility, straighten your right leg. Press out through your left heel. Press your left shoulder blade to the floor. What do we have here? reclined revolve triangle. You were lying on your side, uh, lying on part of your side, part of your back, doing the pose we're going to get to, but this is it. Like, uh, it's even kind of hard on the floor. Does anyone feel like it's kind of hard on the floor? If you're working that top leg, it is. But here's where, spe- specifically if, uh, when standing, you need to bend the front knee, straighten it here. Press through the heel. Get that action, and then bend the left knee. Come back to center hug your knees in and a little rock side to side and just like, just feel good here. If your brain did not interpret this sideways revolved triangle as such, no big deal. You don't need to like, this is not an SAT test. What's the SATs when you do that thing? Or is it like the jury where you have to like take the shape and then rotate it around like six times. And yeah, we're not going to like worry about that. But these are the preparation tasks that we're going to put in place we have to organize what it's going to feel like. So belly twisting pose to your left. Let the left leg rest on the floor. Straighten the right leg if you can. And like when we say straight, it's like really straight. Press through the heel. If you can't straighten the leg because of uh, space, press the knee, right? So just imagine that your leg's extended. It's like phantom limb revolve triangle. But press the heel and then press your right shoulder down. So when this takes place in the standing version, this is that equivalent of pulling your shoulder blade toward your spine. When we say like twist by pulling the shoulder blade in, you can feel it here by pulling the shoulder blade down. Stretch your arms out if you've got room. And then if you can, straighten the, the bottom leg so that you're, you feel like you're standing on the front wall. Shoulder blades press to the mat. Right heel presses to the side wall. Is anyone feeling this as much as I am? Are you sure? Okay. Good. Yeah. The, if you're not, um, if you're, if your foot's on the floor, that's fine, but try picking it up and press the foot over to the wall. I just feel like I'm getting like all the demons out. Uh, breath in, breath all the way out. Notice that your spine is taking its natural shape. It's just rotating. Right? So we're keeping the natural curves. Then unwind, come on back to center and hug your knees in Good stretch, not in the natural shape of the low back, but we're, we're elongating some tissue there. Then bring your knees to right angles and again feel the shape of your low back become more natural for you. Some of us will be off the ground, some of us won't. Uh, that's not a judgment that's just like we're all shaped differently, in case you didn't know. Keep that low back curve as it is. <laughs> You're going to extend your right leg forward and then bring it back. And then left leg forward and bring it back. Then we're gonna add a curl up into bicycle. And I uh, just move side to side, you know how to do this. As we're moving side to side, you'll notice that you're curling your upper back. Like that's the point here. It is not the point in revolve triangle. So this is not equivalent to what we'll be doing. But nice little warm-up for the abdominal, so we'll do it. Not everything has to be exactly like Revolt Triangle to be useful. Thank God. Give this two more rounds. Keep your low back in its natural shape. You'll be coming up probably about to your lowest rib. The idea, get your shoulder blades all the way off the floor. One more round. And then make your way back to center and hug your knees in. Breath in through your nose and out through your nose. One knee in each hand, spin them around. Get that figure eight going, then the knees and let them do their own thing. They're going figure eights. Then you're going to do a figure eight where you cross the right ankle outside the left knee. A little recline pigeon action there. Pull in with the left leg, then undo it, do the other side. And then undo it, right over left. This time, take that over to the left until your right foot touches down, back to center, unwind it, left ankle over right knee, To knees, knees to nose. When you inhale, extend out long. Sacrum level, lowest rib down, back of your head down. Curl in. Breathe all the way out. Reach long. Breathe all the way in. All the way out. Curl up as much as you can curl and as much as you can breathe out. Inhale, reach. Curl as much as you can curl up, as much as you can breathe out. And then reach tight. You can rock, you can choose not to rock, you can press your way. We're going to boat. Good. Bring your hands together in front of you. Pull, twisting boat with the right elbow back toward the uh, wall behind or the back of your mat. Pull shoulder blade towards the spine. Bring it back to center, arms in front, press the palms. And then other side. Left shoulder it pulls in toward your spine. Turn your chest to the side. Back to center. Press the palms. Exhale. Cross your feet. Hands to the mat. Low push up. Something like it. Breathe in. Up dog. I'm going to suggest you be here in up dog. Just stay. Put your knees down. You don't have to if up dog's not for you. But press down. Lift your chest. Press your feet down. If you can lift the knees, lift the thighs. Go a little side to side, easing out, side body, back to center, press your hands down, pull your abdominals in as you exhale, back to downward facing dog, good stuff, breath in, and breath out, you're going to bend your right knee, turn your left toes to the diagonal and place your left foot flat, left foot flat, right knee bends. Press the left foot back. As so you bend the right knee more, note the, the turning of the hips. And come back to center. Feet parallel and wide. Bring your hands to the center of your mat. Press the hands down and forward. Left hand to right shin. Turn to your right. Use the hand to shin action. To help you rotate. On an inhale, undo it. Hand shoulder distance, feet hip distance, come forward to a high plank. Low push up, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Bend your left knee, turn your right toes to the diagonal, and place the right foot flat. Press the foot down and back. Bend the left knee in, and continue to bend the left knee and hike the right hip into the twist of the hips. Hands press down, and you feel your shoulders on an even frame. So your left shoulder may want to dip down a bit. Instead, press into that hand, level out through the shoulders, level out through the back of your head. Feet back to parallel and wide, hands in toward the center of the mat, thumbs to touch, then right hand to left shin, turn your rib cage, press into both feet so that your hips stay level or level-ish. But for a lot of us, what will uh, try to happen in our body to help uh, to help, is that the right knee will try to bend. The right hip will try to drop. Instead, press strongly into your right foot. Keep the hips as level as yours go. If they need to turn for pain relief, for sure, let them turn. On your inhale, unwind. Bring this back to hand-shoulder distance. Feet about hip distance. Come forward to a high plank. a Low push-up. Then an upward-facing dog. Downward facing dog. Breathe all the way out. Good. Long slow breath in here. Feel the full capacity to take in. Then open your mouth. Let it go. So we rarely breathe through the mouth in the practice. But when you need to let overwhelm or heat or anything go. Go ahead and do that. Look forward. Walk forward into ragdoll. Wrap your arms around one another. Let your head drop back to steady rhythm in your breath, in and out. It is most important that you give breath in and out. So if you, uh, for some reason or stopped up, can't breathe, definitely mouth breathing can can be an advantage if if you can't breathe any other way. Otherwise, in and out through your nose, really important for the mental and physical properties of this practice and just like daily life. Mouth breathing is really hard on our system, except for that exhale that just really lets things out. And when you need that, that's good for you. Steady rhythm of breath. With your next exhale, release your hands to the mat. Walk your feet together. Mm, inhale. Rise up to standing mountain pose. Press your feet down. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms, fan your fingers out. Bring hands to heart center. And close your eyes. You could set your gaze at your fingertips, but have a moment to go inward with yourself to know what matters. Uh, your presence here. Have that as something to like, return to as we move, as we breathe, as we get caught up in the motion, Right, that intention helps us turn that motion into action, to useful movement in our bodies, useful activity of our mind. We'll start with Sane. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, low push up, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lily hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, pull. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, pull forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down, down. Look forward, walk her up. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bow. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out. One more. Breathe in, reach out. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands. Low push-up. Breathe in, upward-facing dog. Breathe out, Down dog, pause here for a breath, really work into the pose. Hands down and forward, hip crease up and back. When you're empty of breath, you'll look forward, walk or lightly, hop top of the space. Take your time, you follow your breath. Breathe in and breathe all the way out. Sunny upgrade. Inhale, reach to standing mountain pose. When you exhale, sit back and reach forward as far as you go. Breathe in, stand up and reach. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Low push-up. Upward facing dog. Downward facing dog. And walk your hands back to your feet. Toes turn out as you sit down. Malasana. Heart high. Press into your heels. Buoyant. And bow forward. Breathe out. Hug in tight. Let your head go. Breathe in. Walk your hands out to a high plank. Slow lower to the floor. Push the floor away as you go. Get to the mat. Locust pose, squeeze the back body and then release down slowly. Press up hands and knees, tuck your toes. Downward facing dog, empty. Good. Look forward, walk or lily hop. Top of the mat, breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. And again, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Sit back. As you do, bring a little locust action to the back body. Squeeze. And then stand up. Reach. Same thing here. A little locust action. Squeeze. And then bow forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Plant your hands. High Rest the floor. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. The- Breathe out, down dog, and walk your hands back as you do. Toes turn out, heels turn in. Now sit back, malasana, press into your heels so you stay buoyant, hips to head. Then bow forward, catch hold of your ankles or your calves, and hug your body in. Then walk your hands out on your inhale, make a good high plank, and then press the floor away as you lower slowly. When you inhale, Locust pose, in fact, take the arms forward so we're a little more like that Utkatasana. Squeeze the back and then release down. Press back, hands and knees, tuck your toes, down dog. Have a breath here. Reach through your arm. Send the hip crease up and back. When you're empty of breath, look forward. Walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Squeeze the back muscles and breathe out. We're moving into Sun B with crescent lunges. We're going to sit the hips back, Ukatasana, as you get the arms up there. A little of that locust there. And then bow forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Low push up. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog. Breathe in. Right leg up and back behind you. Squeeze it tightly. Let it draw you up. Bend your knee into your chest. Rock forward. Take the biggest step you can. Plant your feet and come up. Crescent lunge. Like light it up. Then hands to heart. To the mat. You can step to down dog or we go low push up. Upward facing dog. Downward facing dog. Breathe in, left leg up and back behind you. Squeeze it tightly. Drop your right heel down. Then bend the knee into your chest. Rock forward. Really step intentionally, big as you can. Press the feet down. Intentionally come up. So you're not just throwing your body up in the air. Hands to your heart, then to your mat. Press. Lower slow, halfway down. Chaturanga. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. You to slide into it, press into it, intentionally. Look forward, walker lily hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Sit your hips back. Ukatasana. The arms grip there. Give a squeeze to the upper back, like locust. And then bow forward. Breathe out. And breathe in. Lift halfway. Flappa. Plant your hands. Low push up. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Use your right leg tightly. Take it up and back. Bend the knee. Bring it into your chest. Exhale. Rock as far forward as you can. Plant. Intentionally. Press your feet down. Lift your chest, then your arms. Reach into it. Hands to heart. Then the mat. Step back. High to low. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Downward facing dog. Squeeze your left leg tightly. Take it up and back behind you. Bend the knee, draw it into your chest. Rock as far forward as you can. Focus on that. Step lightly. And ground into the feet. Stack the chest intentionally, right? Rather than rebounding like, with momentum. Hands to your heart. Then the mat. Press. Low for Breathe in, upward-facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog, press into it. Create the best down dog you can. You're going to be here for a breath. And let it go. Look forward. Walk or Lily hop to your hands. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out. Fold. Good. Working with some lunges here. We're gonna sit back, Utkatasana, build the pose. Squeeze the back, of your fingers, and exhale. Fold. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Fingertips on the floor, and walk your feet hip distance. Step your right foot back into a low lunge, really low. Slide it back, then inhale, chest up, arms up. Right, so every time you do that, really work on that big step. Hands to heart, then the mat. That way you get the breathing correct. Right, so many times we just rebound out of the thing right, Intention. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Get to empty Then look to your right hand and go immediately straight forward with right foot. Bend your back knee and come up, stacking your shoulders over your hips. So upright lunge here. Then hands to heart, reach them forward to the front. Step up, feet together at the front. Hands to shins, pull up high enough to really feel the locust take shape in the upper back. And then bow, fold, hug in. Sit your hips back, ukkatasana. Squeeze your upper back. Exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway through, fingertips on the floor. It'll be a little less than halfway for both of us. Feet apart, left leg goes back. Use the exhale completely to take the longer step. Tighten the back. Oh, use the exhale completely. So guess what? There were a lot of just like monkeys around. Press into your feet, pull your abdominals in, lift intentionally. Yeah, it's different. Hands to heart, then the mat. Step back, Hide to low. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down, press your feet down. Breathe out, down dog, empty. Now here's a quick one. Step the foot forward, that's quick. Then you bend the back knee, use your whole inhale to come up. Reach upright, hands to heart. Then top of the mat, step up, feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, bow forward. I'm going to walk your feet apart to the edges of your mat, toes out to the corners, sit down into a um, malasana. In fact, grab a block or two, however you want to sit on them. I'm going to just show the difference between that rebounding up, that kind of like toaster action. Um, and I'm also going to show the difference between an upright lunge and a crescent in case anybody wants to see those things. And mostly you just want to sit on the block because it's been a while that we've been moving. Yes. All right. So if I'm here, I'm stepping back. This is an inhale right where I'm here. And then the whole exhale is used for the lunge here, then the inhale to come up. What the teacher sees, what she sees when she makes you stop is this. Right. So those two things that happen simultaneously in that breath pattern do not happen simultaneously. Right? Because the breath pattern is exhale, low lunge, inhale, crescent lunge. Two poses does that make sense so that's what we're going for that deepening into the lunge stance down here is an important part of the uh, setup for those lunge salutations right we want to get back as far as we can we want to get grounded and buoy the hips before we go up what happens when we don't uh, focus on that is a the breath gets all messed up you don't get a full inhale but b we step back and see my the sink of my hips that just naturally happens if you take the whole exhale to correct for that, you're going to have a stronger lunge. If you just take the time to organize things well, it just, it helps. So we're here in the uh, down dog before we step forward into that upright lunge. The step here is going to be shorter because you're just having to get the leg under the body. Bending the back knee allows me to come up and stack here, which is a different, um, the different positioning for the spine because of the different positioning for your hips. So if I don't bend the knee, well, you can see where my spine went. That was dramatic, but uh, it's very hard to get to the upright without overarching the low back. We're going to add a twist here. The twist is upright here. And if I don't bend the back knee, I'm going to be non-upright. I'm going to be launching forward in this twist. We have twists that look like that. We'll do those. This one is meant to strengthen the upper back in a way that this one or this one cannot. Make sense? Okay, going back to the front. Just get moving again. Top of the mat, get yourself to a halfway lift where you are using your upper back. You feel the work. And then exhale, fold forward. Sit your hips back, Utkatasana. chair pose. Exhale, fold. Breathe in. Lift halfway and heel toe your feet hip distance apart. Pull your chest forward as you step the right leg back. Take your time to initiate a really good low lunge stance. Breathe the hips. Then inhale, chest up, arms up. When we exhale, hands to heart, you're going to twist. Right elbow outside, left knee. Inhale, open your arms. Exhale, look to your mat. Low push up, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. When you get empty, step your right foot forward. Bend the back knee right here. Stack hips and shoulders and arms upright. Then exhale, twist upright. As upright as you can get your spine. Then reverse, reach the left arm up and go back. And this really helps to be upright before you do that, particularly. Look forward to the front of the mat. Cart with the hands down. Step up. Top of the mat, feet together. Breathe in, lift halfway. Squeeze your upper back and breathe out, fold. Sit your hips back, ukkatasana, chair pose. And exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway and heel toe your feet apart. When you exhale, Pick up a foot, step back, use this, low lunge is the pose. When you inhale, chest up, crescent is the pose. When you exhale, hands to heart center, we twist, find a way to get the arm out of the leg, pull your heart forward as you open your arms, really draw the spine in, get back to a natural spinal shape. Look to your mat, plant your hands, you could go to down dog or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog, breathe out, Down dog. Get all the way to the end of that breath. Look to your left hand. Step the left foot straight ahead. Back knee bends. Stack the hips. Stack the shoulders. Stack the arms. You're upright. We twist. You pull left shoulder, We twist the spine. Revolve triangle arms. Then reverse. Press your feet down. Lift your chest up. Bend the back knee a lot. Look forward. Carwell the hands up. Step up. Feet to the top of the mat. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out. Bow forward. That looked great. We're going to do one more of those. Sit your hips back. Ukatasana chair pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway and heel toe your feet, hip distance. Take your time. Exhale, right leg back. Get a good stance and feel your hips get buoyant. Tighten in. Then reach up. That buoyancy, that's tightening up, is what we're looking for. Keep it tight as you turn. Right elbow, high left thigh. When you inhale, open your arms. Exhale, unwind it. Hands mat, down dog or chaturanga to upward facing dog, downward facing dog. Breathe all the way out. Look to your right hand. Step the right foot, straight ahead. Back knee bends. You come upright. Hips, shoulders, arms on one line. Twist upright. Good. Then give yourself a lift of the chest and a lift of the left arm that creates a reverse. Hips stay low. Bend the back knee. Good. Look forward. Cartwheel the hands up. Step up. Top of the mat. Breathe in. Lift halfway. And breathe out. Fold. Sit back. ukatasana Last side. Exhale. Fold. Breathe in, lift halfway and heel toe your feet, hip distance, heart forward, keep it that way as you step the left leg back, anchor into the low line, pull your hips, then inhale your chest up, reach up, exhale, hands to heart, you twist, hips stay buoyant, you lift your chest, you open your arms, pull your heart forward, right shoulder blade toward your spine, undo it, plant your hands, down dog or chaturanga, breathe in upward facing dog, breathe out, downward facing dog, get empty, then left foot forward, back knee bends, hips, shoulders, arms, so keep that line, turn right arm forward, left arm back, then the reverse, lift your chest, lift the right arm, back is moving down, look forward, go your hands, step up, top of the mat, feet together, Lift halfway. Exhale, fold forward. Wrap your arms around your legs. Hug in. Stay there for a breath. I'm going to be quiet because that was a lot of words. You hear your breath. Feel it. And on your inhale, you're going to unwind this. Reach up to standing mountain pose. Bring hands to heart center here. And then we're going to go for tree Five breaths each side. You do you. We'll meet back here when you're complete. I'm going to let you have some space. And a lost count. We're getting to about where five would be, right? but no rush. You do you. if you kind of got lost on this side, no big deal. We're kind of around that place. Right? You choose, right? you do you. If you know what your breath is, like, don't let me tell you otherwise. Right? And you get back to center, breathe it, samasthiti. Those were awesome. In fact, it's whole practice. Right? I'm really appreciating the, the seriousness that you guys are putting into this. And also you look really alive, right? There's this like, Seriousness you're taking on without rigidity, and that is like the entire point. That is the balance of a yoga practice. Varya, abhasya, right? Those two things, right? You're just embodying it right now. It's awesome. Let's get on with it. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Breathe in, take your right leg up and back behind you. Bend your knee, open your hip, let your left heel drop way down breath in. So you breathe out. Flex your right foot. Press the heel toward the side wall. Breathe in. Right knee up. So you breathe out. Come forward. Right knee toward your chest. Take a big step into a low lunge. Get blocks here if you like blocks for your low lunge. It's a pyramid action. So we're going to press back to... Pyramid, you're going to keep your back heel lifted though. So at the uh, remodeled pyramid. And then back into your low lunge a couple times. And we do this uh, not infrequently. Just steady into breath rhythm. And you're going to make your way to. The pyramid stance, right? So, lifting the hips up and back and stay there. Uh, if you have your front foot lifted, no big deal. You're great. If you don't, no big deal. But what we're going to do is uh, everyone's going to ground their front foot and step your back foot up just enough that uh, the front foot feels really well grounded and you're able to press the front foot down and forward. Just like, so there's the, the perfect stance for you could be any length, but you can feel your front foot really working the mat down and forward. The back heel is going to stay lifted unless you want to put it down. If you want to put it down, you're welcome to. Uh, for most of us, keeping the back heel lifted is going to be uh, a little more, it's going to give us a little more ability to turn. right? If you don't feel that way, I'm not going to change your mind. But pull your back foot back. So front foot's moving forward, back foot's moving back, like you're trying to tear the mat apart. Uh, Side note, if you get any holes in your mat while you do this, you need a new mat. Otherwise, start to draw your heart forward and come up to whatever side of the block allows your front body to feel parallel to the floor. So with your front foot moving forward, back foot moving back, note the level of your sacrum. Here is the point at which old school Yangar teachers would tell you to balance a cup of tea on your hips. If you want to think that way, I'm not going to stop you. Have a tea party. Uh, see though if you can feel what might be dropping your left heel, left hip down, and then lift it back into place. Then dropping your right heel hip down and then back into place. And then when you get the hips in place, once again, front foot forward, back foot back. That action of trying to pull the mat apart is what's gonna help you hold the hips at center. Make sense? You can feel that you're just steady, you're there. Keep that action. We're gonna bring right hand to the right hip crease. You may want to, I want to, bring my my block closer to the foot in front. So if you want to uh, slide your block and your left hand over toward your foot at this point, do. We're going to turn right shoulder over left. Keep pressing front foot forward, back foot back. Hips are level. You can kind of feel that with your right hand here. And right hand to right shoulder. And you're just going to take your fingertips to your shoulder point. Just give yourself the assist. See if you can stack the shoulder a little more to the left. You're getting a little more rotation. Front foot forward, back foot back. Squeeze both legs. Straight or not, squeeze them tight the same positioning we had on the floor, right? extend the right arm up. Right? And if you feel like you need to put your back heel down, you are welcome to. For most of us, our sacroiliac joint benefits from a little more freedom in the back leg. Right. Breath in, breath out, pull your heart forward. Right. Two more breaths. Gonna stay in this positioning. With The next exhale, bend the upper elbow, cactus style, and pull a little more. See if you can get a little more rotation out of that. Then slowly unwind. Bring yourself parallel to the floor. Plant your hands. Go directly back to down dog. Like this is like the do not pass go. Uh, but breathe. Breathe and feel what's going on in your body right now. Child's pose is also a welcome uh, posture to take at this point. Just Little action as you can take between the twist and the stillness. Feel what's going on. There's probably a lot. And then you're letting that sensory experience just settle until you're you're back to the experience of breathing. Next inhale, you're going to take your your left leg up and back behind. Three-legged dog, bend the knee, open the hip. Press your right heel down. Through exhale, flex the left foot. Press the heel over toward the side wall. We stack the hips. This is taking the place of a, of a triangle pose in our lives today. Uh, the yoga police are definitely coming for us because we're doing revolved triangle without doing triangle, which is absolutely illegal. But uh, So a lot of the stuff I like. Breathe in, left leg up. Breathe out, knee into your chest. Rock forward and step. All right, you got blocks. We're going to use them and take yourself back and forth in these uh, pyramid to lunge stances. If you enjoy peeling the front foot up, do that here. We're prepping the body for a good revolved triangle stance. and straightening your front leg and stay in the pyramid-like pose. And uh, it's a pyramid-like because a traditional pyramid would have our back foot flat, slightly turned out, front foot would be flat, but uh, we just don't need that. It just doesn't have to be. So first thing we're going to do is plant the front foot. Don't rock your hips forward. Just plant the front foot. Now, for most of us, at this point, if you've taken a long stance, it's kind of hard to push the front foot forward, right? Step your back foot in just enough to feel like you really have some purchase there to press the front foot forward and pull the back foot back. If you're not sure, don't look at me because my stance is not going to be your stance. Like do not look at me. Uh, In fact, go within, like close your eyes if you need to. If you're not sure about something, try stepping your back foot five inches forward, five inches back. Whatever you got there, right? When you feel it, you feel it. And, uh, just front foot press forward, back foot can press back. Draw your heart forward and make your body parallel with the floor. Now, this is like take all the ego you can out of this. There's no need for your blocks to be low. There's no need for your hands being on the floor. You need your spine in its natural shape. I mean, earlier when we were doing those bicycle twists and we were curling the upper body, that's what's going to happen if your block is too low. If your hand is too low, you'll curl your upper body to get there. Do not let that happen. It's not part of a twist, and it's not uh, it's not it's not uh, beneficial in a twist. In fact, it's detrimental in twist. So, if you're gonna if you're not sure, you're not sure which side of the coin to err on. If you if you have to be too high or too low, be too high. Always be too high instead of too low. Like that's just like life life skills one one. Uh, but digress. From here, left hand to left hip crease. Pull it back. So using your thumb, just pull that hip crease back. So you got three things going on with the legs. You got front foot pressing forward. You got back foot pulling back. And now you're adding this hip back thing, right? You might check in to see if your hips are level. If your right hip has dropped down, you're probably not alone. But level that out. If you're not sure, try dropping the right hip a little too far down. We do this stuff a lot. This whole, like, go too far one way, go too far the other way. Do the Goldilocks thing. Papa bear, mama bear, find baby bear, right? That's just, like, that's yoga, like, right there. Level hips, and the left hip crease continues to pull back. You're going to bring your left hand to your left shoulder. Stack left over right. Now, I like to bring my right block a little closer in toward the foot, uh, particularly for those of us that um, maybe you're a little shorter in the upper body, a little uh, shorter in the arms. That can help. Uh, front foot forward, back foot back. Your hand at your shoulder is helping you stack. Once you know your shoulders are as vertical as they're going to get, your hips are as horizontal as they're going to get. Right, so I see some right hips dropping down. And if you can't hold the right hip in place, your stance is too long. I'm actually looking at some stances that are too long. And that's what's what's happening, why the right hip is not staying in line. Is it like that you have to stay perfectly lined? No, no, just like that you know you've got that. Then extend your arm up, reach through your middle fingertip toward the ceiling as you push your block into the floor. Like so front foot's forward, block is straight down, back foot's back. Left hip crease is back. Sternum is forward. Middle finger up there is up. And by the time you get through all those words, your middle finger wants to go like way up. (laughs) Breath in. When you breathe out, bend the upper elbow. See if you can pull the shoulder blade onto your back more. So that cactus arm helps you get a little more out of this. Get it. And then let's get out of it. Undo it. Plant your hands. Down dog. Down dog. Breathe out. And then breathe in, breathe out. Come down to forearms for dolphin pose, and uh, you can have your arms a lot of different ways. The hands can go palms down, hands can uh, face inward toward each other. Your arms can be parallel, or you can lace your hands. What we're going to do with a dolphin, if you get there, is press your elbows down and forward. If the dolphin is not for you, down dog, you're pressing your hands down and forward. Dolphin arms take us toward wheel arms. And this is, again, one of those like reorienting things, uh, but you can think of this as when you're lying on your back and you're taking your arms in that weird position overhead for wheel. This is the, uh, the prep that gets us there. Breath in, and then knees down, cross your feet with the ankles, come around onto your back, take bridge or wheel. Last thing I'm going to tell you to do, and it's a choice, bridge or wheel, but no procrastination, right? If you want to rest, do that. If you want a bridge, do that. If you're thinking around in your head of what's the best thing to do, If wheel's an option, try it. Worst thing that'll happen, you'll end up in bridge. Or maybe best thing that'll happen, you'll end up in bridge. should think about rephrasing that. Best thing that'll happen is your body gives exactly 100% of what it's got right now, and your mind stays in that game. And slowly you'll make your way down to the floor, Pause when you get there from whatever you've arrived out of, just pause. There may be like the the urge to react, like to react with some kind of counter movement or pose. See if you can quell that into just arriving and noticing. And then, of course, if something's urgent, take care of it. But if it's not urgent, practice not having to react. Then any finishing postures, stretches, movements, anything you need, anything your body is drawing you to, take those, make your way to Shavasana. If you're not sure what your body wants, lie still until you know. Just good practice and listening. Was well done. It means we don't have to do revolved triangle again for like six months. <laughs> Gretchen bargained for a year. Um, yeah. I really want to do it more. I want to want to do it more. I just don't want to do it more. But did that really well. Uh, for those of you that like the classical revolve triangle, and I'm hurting your feelings with all the uh, the modifications. Um, you can always take your your favorite. Right? Adding some of those pieces, like not having to transition from warriors or that flat-footedness, right, for most of our bodies, it's going to give us a little more of the action we want, which is not to say it's going to make the pose easier. And a lot of things in yoga are like that. We're going to try to make it skeletally easier, so we're not putting tension on joints. We're not putting emphasis on the wrong places, right? in order to channel our energy into what's useful. Right? What's useful in a Revolved Triangle? It's a leg strengthener. It's a hip opener. It's a twist. It's a back strengthener. It requires every bit of your mental capacity to stay with. There's no way to think about the troubles of the world if you're really in it. So there's lots of reasons to practice it. Mm -hmm. It's calm. The, the complexity of it, it's a complicated thing. It allows us to really go deep if we're intentional in every movement. We can bring that awareness to other yoga posture. That's the biggest benefit, these complex things we learn. So, after a while, we get good at sunnays. We get decent at lunges and warriors and tree. They become kind of simple. That reminder to be fully engaged that we have all these different pieces and parts of our body we're unifying into one thing okay. is useful for our 21st century brain. We can turn what is a complicated, complex situation into something we breathe and experience as a calm human being. Just good yoga off the mat. When you feel ready to move again, start with your fingers and your toes. And then roll to your right side and make your way up to seated. Take your time. Breath in. Breath out. We'll draw hands together at heart center. Then thumbs to forehead center. That's great, y'all. Namaste.